0: Well, there was a new pastor who arrived at his first assignment at a church in Brooklyn. And when he arrived, it was a church that was fairly worn down and really needed a lot of work. And so he got to it, uh, he did a lot of repair work, plastered, painted, and actually was able to finish all his work by December 18th. So he was really excited about celebrating his first Christmas uh, with his new church The only problem was a storm blew in uh, right after his work was done. And wouldn't you know it, the roof leaked. Um, And so all of the incredible work that he did, there was damage that was done. In fact, right up by the altar area, there was a big chunk of of plaster and everything that fell out, about six foot by eight foot. And so after that happened, he thought to himself, you know what, I'm just not going to be able to do Christmas Eve. And then uh, he had an inspired thought. He went to a local shop. And he began to look for uh, some cloth or whatever that he could drape over this, basically what was a big hole. (laughs) And as he went shopping, he found a very beautiful uh, tablecloth. It was crocheted, um, it was very colorful, and there was was a cross that was right in the middle of it. So it was just perfect for what he was looking for. And he came and he, uh, as he was going into the church, he noticed there was a woman who had missed her bus. So he invited her into the church. He was going to take her back after he was done. And as he put up the tablecloth, um, the woman asked him where he had got it. And the pastor explained that uh, to her. And she asked him if the initials EBG were on that tablecloth. And he said, yes, they were. And she said that they were her initials and that it was a tablecloth that she had made 35 years ago in Austria. The war had separated her from her husband, and she never saw him or her home again. And it was a very dark time in her life. Um, The pastor, of course, wanted to give her the tablecloth. I mean, what an amazing thing to have taken place. Um, What an amazing moment uh, to have happened. But she insisted for him to keep the cloth, and he did, and then uh, brought her uh, to her apartment uh, in Staten Island. You know, we gather together this Christmas season uh, to celebrate the light of Christ coming into the world. And the reality is the light of Christ comes into the world, obviously sovereignly through His presence and through the Spirit, but also comes into the world through people that are walking in His love and sharing that with one another. Uh, I think that over this past year, with, with all that is going on, there certainly have been uh, times of hope and times of light, but there also have been times of incredible struggle, uh, incredible darkness, um, where not only there has been the virus, but for some people, there have been several other, th- other things that have hit them at the same time. And for some of you, it kind of feels like you're a miracle that you're still here and breathing, right, Uh, with all that's going on. Sometimes it's amazing how dark it can get. I remember when I was a chaplain at Pearl Harbor uh, uh, in the Navy, I made some really good friends in the chapel. Their name, named Jim and Tish Rogers, and they both happened to be divers. They've been diving a long time in their life. And they encouraged me to uh, get my certification and scuba dive with them. And I was really excited to do that. And uh, we did a lot of diving around the islands. It was just a very beautiful place to, to begin to do that. And they were great teachers. Um, and also, there was some trepidation with that. I mean, if you've looked at the Hawaiian Islands, they're literally surrounded by water. Um, and so, you know, when you go out uh, out into the deep there... Uh, you, you're careful, you want to make sure that your tanks are full of air. There's a lot of things you have to watch out for. There's some big fish around there too. Um, and some would consider you part of their food chain. I'll just put it that way. So, um, but it, it was a wonderful time. So imagine my surprise when they said to me one day, hey, Joe, um, we're going to do a night dive. And that's exactly what it sounds like. It's diving in the ocean at night. And it's like, you know what, I'd made a big step to be uh, in this scuba thing with them. There was a lot of fun with it, but also a lot of challenges. And so when they invited me to go on a night dive, I thought they were nuts. I thought they were crazy, and I told them so. Um, but they were, they were persistent. Um, they had a lot of experience. And they persuaded me to go on a night dive with them. So I remember the first time I did this with them. We all <laughs> went out it's crazy, I can't even believe I did this. You, you go to the, to the edge there, you, you check all your equipment, and it is just dark. And uh, you make sure your flashlights are working. And I made sure that Jim knew not only how to get out to where we we're going, but also get back to shore. <laughs> so he assured me he could do that. Um, so we went out. Um, you can only see as far as your flashlight would shine. There's a lot of life out in the ocean at night that isn't out during the day. So that was really interesting to see as well. Well, one of the things that was prearranged as we were going out into the dive about halfway out, Jim gave us a signal, and um, he, we knew ahead of time that all of us at that point were supposed to turn our flashlights off. Uh, again, who would ever think of doing something like that? But he did, and we did that, and it was a, a really amazing moment. You know, as dark as it is at night on land, when you're in the ocean, about 60 to 80 feet down and you turn off your flashlight it's really dark (laughs) that's all i can say i I not only i don't i not only had a sense of it being dark but i felt the darkness i mean it it was like all around me and it was actually kind of a uh, an amazing feeling Uh, after that night dive uh, we got safely back to shore obviously and I, that was the first of many night dives I did with them. But what, what happened to me in that moment is that the darkness helped me to even more deeply appreciate the light. Um, I don't know about you, but when I'm going through a dark time in my life, one of the first things I want to do is get out of it. Um, when I was uh, in the middle of the ocean and it being pitch black, one of the first things I wanted to do was turn my flashlight back on. And that's a very normal human thing for all of us to feel. We want to get out of that darkness, out of that struggle, out of that brokenness as quick as we can. And yet, um, let me just say that maybe the most important thing that you and I can do in those dark moments is to experience them and learn from them and grow from them. Um, You know, all of us have experienced darkness in our lives, maybe loss, maybe fear, Mainly, maybe loneliness or sin. And maybe in different areas, it could be relational, it could be health, it could be our purpose, it could be our work, it could be our finances, it could be any one of a number of different things. Or it could be a number of those things at the same time, like this year. And I think during that time, those times of darkness, I think, again, one of the most important things that you and I can do is be honest about it. Again, our our nature is, as human beings, to try to escape it. That's where our addictions come in. Um, That's where uh, our running in the other direction comes in. And one of the things you and I need to do is, by the grace of God, uh, be able to just remain there and experience God's grace in the moment that his light might break, break through in a way that's new and deeper and more powerful. And actually, those experiences of darkness that are a struggle for us and challenging actually might bring us to a place where we begin to choose the light more than the darkness, right? We begin to choose uh, what is good and lovely and beautiful and righteous rather than what is evil and dark and uh, a bad direction for us to go in. And so that's part of the lesson of life, I think, that's very important. In our first lesson today, in Isaiah 9, we read that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. You know, the reality in our world today, spiritually speaking, and maybe in many other ways, is that there are people who are walking in darkness, and, and maybe they realize it, maybe they don't. But the good news that the prophet Isaiah shares today is that the people walking in darkness have seen a great light, that the light has dawned. And that this is actually a prophecy that Isaiah spoke uh, in 740 B.C., 740 years before Christ was born. God gave him this word about the light of the Messiah who was coming. And you read it in Isaiah today in the lesson in your bulletin. He's a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, an everlasting father, a prince of peace. There will be no end to his reign, and his peace will grow and grow as his uh, rulership is extended on earth. And what we celebrate here today is that Jesus, we believe Jesus is that great light that has dawned on Christmas Day. And so one of the things I think that's important for us to answer here today is, are you open to his transforming light in your life? Um, I know for me, when I go through times that are dark and struggling and difficult, just like this past year has been in 2020, I don't know about you, but sometimes I get angry with God. Oh, okay, I'm not the only one. All right, that's good. I'm glad. I heard a laugh. I heard a laugh. Yeah. I, and I get upset. And for some people, what ends up happening is they get upset with God, and they've been upset with God for 10 or 20 years. I Believe me, I hear the, I hear the conversation, I hear the, the story of, how maybe God didn't answer this prayer or this thing didn't work out and it was really big for this person. I understand that. There was a loss. There was a struggle and they felt like God wasn't there for them and they've never forgiven God for that. And so I would just invite you here this morning to maybe think about maybe there's a place in your life or an experience in your life where you haven't forgiven God. Um, there's a hardness toward God, an anger toward God. And what that, what that creates in you and me is a block. It creates a block that needs to be removed by God's grace. And, you know, this year, boy, 2020, what a year. <laughs> if you uh, have a block between you and God because of this year, I completely understand. <laughs> right? And I know some of you, it hasn't just been the virus. It's been 20 million other different things. Um, I, I just have a word of hope for you in this moment. You know, the reality is there have been other seasons in the world where it's been pretty dark. Uh, a lot of violence, a lot of struggle, a lot of heartache, wondering if the light's ever going to shine again. In fact, on that night that we remember today that I read about in the gospel We celebrate that into a very dark and violent and broken and divided world, the light of Christ came. The Father sent His Son to be born in the midst of what was a very dark and broken world. That's why Isaiah prophesied, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. That was the prophecy, and that prophecy was fulfilled on that first Christmas morning. You know, one of the most amazing things to me that has happened this year happened actually this past Monday. How many of you saw the Christmas star? Yeah. Most everybody's hand went up here today. Guess who didn't see it? (laughs) Jen, Jen and I went out. We went out at the time we were supposed to go out. We looked all over the place, couldn't see the star, but we've... I can't tell you how many people came to me and said, hey, Father Joe, I saw the star. I said, I'm happy for you. That's great. I did see it on Facebook, thank God. One of our prisoners, Barbara Young, just made a, had a great picture of it. But, but I submit to you, does that star show up every seven or 800 years? What are the odds of that star showing up of all years in 2020. That's a sign to me. That's a sign to me that in the midst of what has been, let's just be honest, a a year of struggle, a year in some ways of darkness, a year of hopelessness, um, and and that will continue on maybe for, for the foreseeable future. I draw great hope that the Christmas star showed up this past Monday. And I believe it's a word to us from the Lord. My light is with you. I am with you in a miraculous and powerful and incredible way. Well, the new pastor and his new church had a wonderful Christmas Eve service. The church was almost full. There was wonderful worship and excitement and the tablecloth looked really nice behind the altar. After greeting everyone, he noticed a man sitting in the pew and staring up toward the altar. The man asked him where he had gotten the tablecloth and that it was identical to one that his wife made before the war. He told the pastor of the separation from his wife and that he never saw her or his home again and that that was a very dark time in his life. The pastor asked him if he would like to take a little ride with him. They drove to Staten Island, the same house where the pastor had taken the woman three days earlier. He helped the man climb up three flights of steps, knocked on the door, and saw the greatest Christmas reunion of his life. What a miracle. What a Christmas miracle. Given up hope. All of those years gone. How could God do anything then? And yet, that's what our God is all about. The God of Christmas miracles. The God of light. The God who shows up when you least expect him. Merry Christmas to all of you and May the miracle of Christmas and may his miracle for you, his miracle of light for you, come to pass much sooner rather than later. Amen.